0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we'll be taking a look at all of Week Four's games and going, "Holy crap, that Thursday night game was actually good." That I mean, that Thursday night game was, Josh, that game was actually good, man.
1: And yes, welcome back to the Third Shift Football Podcast. I'm Josh Atkins with Neil Tarver. And Neil, we probably just watched the best Thursday night football game, like an actual Thursday night football game, because week one, start of season, that doesn't count. This was the best game. It's week four, but damn, that was a good game between the Jaguars and Bengals. Yeah, that was. That was a lot of fun. Uh, the Jaguars showed out early. They pounded the ball. Really caught
0: the Jags on their uh, the Jags. The Jags caught the Jags on the heels. <laughs> uh, they caught the Bengals on the heels early and really got them out of a funk. But after halftime,
1: whew, baby, that was the Joe Burrow show. Yeah, so I really liked uh, this kind of recapping the game. I thought Jacksonville played to their strength right now, which is running the football. I thought Trevor Lawrence had his best game as a pro really great decision-making on the read option that had some good throws and then, and then the second half with of Jacksonville's offense he made some elite throws I'm talking like it's like a special trait to throw the to make the throws he was doing and some of the catches he was getting by his wideouts whew, beautiful now they lost um remind me the la- how to pronounce charge right? Char- Char- yeah Char- that chart that's a big loss we'll see how that plays out luckily this is kind of like a mini bye week now but man i really liked what jacksonville did it's just they couldn't close the deal because oh baby joe burrow showed up
0: (laughs) yes yes he did but uh i'm actually like i liked what i saw from jacksonville this was the most competitive they've looked um outside the last first couple of weeks but to me, this is another example of that team cannot finish games. No. Like, this is the second time in two weeks they've blown a double-digit lead. And they were – they looked, they had one good drive in the second half, but otherwise they were getting bullied.
1: I, mean, I, I, I would credit that to Cincinnati. I mean, they, I, they came out with a lot better intensity. They probably just came in like, it's Thursday night, it's Jacksonville – we don't care. And they're like, Oh shit, we need to play. Yes. But it seemed like both this week and last week, they, they come out and they're, since they're They're not a
0: great team. We'll admit that they played with some fire, but they're not a great team, but they come out, they punch him in the face. They get all hyped. They go, go, go. And then halftime happens. And the other team has a counterpunch. and Jacksonville just has nothing to respond to that. That's coaching.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Urban Meyer's not a good NFL coach. People. I know that's not new yet, but 0-4. Yes, but that roster's still
0: not good. That defense defense did good in the first half, but you allowed four touchdowns and four straight drives in the second half. That will will not play.
1: The Bengals' play calling was awful in the first half. Like, I'm talking dreadful. And in the second half, one thing I noticed they did a little differently is they kept putting a six offensive lineman in. And that really helped the run game, but you shouldn't need six offensive linemen to run the football, like, ever.
0: Honestly, I think what helped them the most in the second half is they got more aggressive with their play calling. On the first half, there was a lot of run-run pass outside of that first drive, and they kept getting stoned. I mean, their offensive line isn't good, and Jacksonville just bottled up Joe Mixon. In the second half, they got a lot more aggressive with their play calling. They were throwing it a lot more on early downs, doing all that stuff. And fun fact, when you do that, that will open up your running game because they're not going to tee off on it and then get you in third and long. Uh, I like the play calling in the second half better. I think the greatest myth in the NFL is you need to establish the run. You don't. If it's not working, don't do it. Now, Rhythm. they got it working. I'll give it credit. They got it working, but I think that was after they kind of got the passing game on.
1: Yes, and it's more its more rhythm. That's what you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a pass. It doesn't matter if it's a run. You want rhythm because there's times where you just run the ball 10 straight times because the other team can't stop you. I'm a big analytics guy, and a lot of people be like, "Well,
0: oh, analytics says don't run. No, analytics doesn't necessarily say don't run. Analytics will basically tell you do whatever's most efficient at that moment. And if that's passing the ball, which it admittedly usually is, then pass the ball. But if you're running for seven yards a carry, yeah, do that. But it feels like a lot of coaches get stuck in this whole, oh, we gotta establish the run. We gotta keep the run game involved. No, you don't. If it's getting you two yards of carry, get the pass game going. That will free up the run eventually.
1: Yes. I, I do I, I don't like how slow Cincinnati started, but the way they came out in the second half, that's encouraging. They just can't be doing that pretty much after this week. Like you you want to see improvement every week. And that's one thing they need to clean up. I thought the defense did their end of the bargain in the second half, only getting up seven points, right? Yep. Got some key third down stops. I thought the uh the, the oh my gosh, pass coverage was a lot better mm-hmm. than it was the first half in the run defense, too. But man, Jacksonville plays hard, and I respect that. They do, but they're a scrappy team. They've lost 19 straight games, Neil. They impact the last season. Their only win was against my colts in week one just
0: isn't there man the talent just isn't there
1: they will get a win eventually eventually they play the AFC East they play the Jets (laughs) J E T S Jets 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 so now overall I thought this was a great Thursday night game we did not think that was gonna be the case we both took the Bengals we got the spread wrong what else do you want to add to this game nothing
0: i thought the Bengals defense stepped up when they needed them that goal line stand in the first half i thought was a big momentum changer in that Dang. game uh joe burrow looked elite for a lot of that game there he has a bright future trevor lawrence made some great plays he also has a bright future it was just a fun thursday night game which you don't say in many weeks
1: all right neil thursday night football is in the books we're moving on to sunday and monday because there's always a monday night football game and i think this week Provides a lot of good games, a lot. Yeah, I think for a week that has Jacksonville Cincinnati in it, this
0: is a good week of football. There's a couple of really good games in here. There's some games that are going to be intriguing, albeit I think kind of bad. I think it's going to be a fun weekend, honestly. Of course, watch it be
1: the most boring weekend of the season so far. Every time. So, Neil, we're going to start with two undefeated teams in the same division the Cardinals and the Rams. The Rams are favored by four and a half on this Thursday night and i put massive game in all caps in our notes because Mm -hmm. it is that massive and i know it's week four but this game's gonna have a lot of implications down the road
0: yeah i think this could be one of the bigger battlegrounds for the division early on the season uh arizona and los angeles have both impressed start the season now i would say los angeles a little bit more arizona's had after their week one demolishing of the Titans, they've been a little more up and down than I think they'd maybe like to be, but it's three, and zero; it's an encouraging start to the season. And Kyler looks amazing. But on the other side of the ball, the Rams offense has been humming. The defense is getting stops. I think this will be a good matchup. Now. I want to see how LA's defense does. Cause if memory serves, I think the Rams actually had trouble with Arizona's off defense, offense last year. Checking. I'm thinking of the Niners.
1: Oh no, you might be, but I'm checking early on in the pod. I'm already falling apart. No, you're fine. I yes. I think I think one key for me is can the Rams' defensive front, their front seven, their front four get pressure, and can they contain Kyler? I think if you force him to throw from the pocket, you're going to be a little bit more successful than him rolling out of the pocket, getting those big chunk plays to Hopkins or Kirk or AJ Green. And then if you're the Cardinals, you got to match the firepower of that Rams offense. You have to. you got to put points on the board. If you are – let's say it's fourth and three on the 15, you go for it. You do not kick a damn field goal. You can't. Yeah, it uh, on the game – depend on the circumstances. No, yeah, they have to be aggressive.
0: They have to try and keep – their defense, I would argue, is probably weaker than the L.A. unit overall. They do have a good front seven, but – on the back end, they're not as strong. They don't have the Marcus Peters type. So I think Arizona is probably going to need to win this in a shootout. Um, I was wrong. I was thinking of San Francisco, who gave the L.A. defense fits. And Arizona got shut down last year. So let's scratch that. Let's see if Arizona can do better this year. Um, but I think all that said, I I got to go with the Rams on this one. They've just shown me so much more this year and then the Cardinals.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go Rams, to Vegas changed the line to three and a half, by the way. And I just bumped my mic. I apologize. That I made a sound. Sorry, people. But Neil and I have the Rams. Um, but, Neil, question. The mm. total score over under is at 54 and a half.
0: Uh, Give me the under on that one. Really? I don't know why. I just... It, this is great analysis here I just have a feeling the Rams defense is good and probably has the the people up front to maybe contain Kyler and okay. the Arizona pass rush may be able to get through although if the
1: Tampa Bay didn't get through <laughs> who else has a chance that's fair all right let's move on to Monday Night football another division showdown between the Raiders the undefeated Las Vegas Raiders Neil and the Los Angeles chargers this game also has big ramifications down the road and if you're the raiders i think you've got to get this game i know it's week four i just said that with the previous game but they gotta be as far ahead of kansas city as possible if they have any chance of winning their division
0: yeah i think if you're a team in the afc west right now you're happy because kc's in last you're all doing well but there is a part of you that's like, we we need to get out ahead of this before possibly the Chiefs really get their shit together. Um, and I think this is going to be a good game for me to find out a little more about the Raiders. They looked good in week one. They looked good in week two um, against a Steelers team who maybe is not as good as they looked in week one. And I don't think they are, as said on the last pod. And I think this is a chance for them to show what they've got against a Chargers team who's looked very good so far this year, but their only loss being to a good Cowboys team and themselves. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I think the Chargers are going to take this one, though, because mm. I still have no faith in the Raiders' defense. They shut down the Steelers, who shut themselves down most of the time. They they didn't shut down a Miami Dolphins team who was without Tua. They gave up, what, 28 points in that game? Round 30, maybe? They still let them score in that game. And this Chargers offense is potent. This is going to be the best offense they face so far. I think they're going to struggle with the Chargers. I think the Chargers win this possibly comfortably.
1: Comfortably. Are you saying two touchdowns or just a touchdown? Ten points. Ten? Okay. The line's three for the Chargers. Um, I like the Chargers, too, and the cover. I think this is the game people know about Justin Herbert. Just casual fans know he's good. This game, like, puts him on the radar. It's that, excuse me. It's the breakout game. He's already a really good quarterback. I think he's going to change his narrative to being, okay, is he top ten? Is he top five? That's what people are going to talk about this game. I think he's at least top ten. I don't know about top five yet, but he's at least – he'll he'll have the national people saying top five. And I think the key – is they got to slow down Derek Carr. they got to get the Derek Carr, hit him, get some QB pressure, sacks, force a turnover here and there. And also the Raiders might get Josh Jacobs back. I saw a video of him practicing on this Thursday. If they get him back, that's very good, very, very good. They need a running game with Carr because Carr can light it up, but you've got to complement the throw game with a good run game. So look for that. Yeah, Josh Jacobs
0: coming back might be big. I mean, the Chiefs actually right, – the Chiefs of all teams ran pretty well on the Chargers last week. Alaire had like a hundred yards, something like that. Right. Yeah. So against a team that's more run focused than a running back who is better than Alaire, that might be a problem, but I just, I still not sure it's enough to get the Raiders over the charge. I think the chargers are just a better team.
1: Yes, I think they are. But if the Raiders win this game, I think we have to be, I think we have to rethink who they are.
0: If the Raiders win this team, I'm off the fence. I think this Raiders team is for real. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately.
1: Okay, Neil, now we're going to move to another AFC West team, another team that's trying to prove themselves. And that is the Denver Broncos. They're playing at home to the Baltimore Ravens in a game that is massive. Every game. I think this week from here on out is massive. And I want to, I don't want people to think it's not because it is. And it's massive for multiple reasons and you can go ahead and take it from there. Yeah. I'm not sure I'd call it massive.
0: I'm not sure I'd call any week four game really massive, but I mean, they're all important still, but for me, this game is about the Denver Broncos. I still do not know who this Broncos team are. I think they're good. I think they've really bombarded a bunch of terrible Owen three teams so far at Jacksonville and the two New York teams. But that doesn't tell me anything. I think a lot of teams are going to walk in and run all over the Jaguars' defense, or just bombast the take down the Giants' offense. I want to know about this team against another possibly decent NFL team. The Ravens are have some concerns. You could argue they're just like how the Chiefs are a couple of plays away from being three and zero. The Ravens are a couple of plays away from being zero and three. He shorts that 66-yarder by one yard, and they don't fumble. And this Ravens team is 0-3, so they've got their concerns. But they're still far and away the best team the Broncos have faced so far. So for me, I want to find out about the Broncos in this one. I don't know what their offense is that good. I think their defense
1: is good, but they're missing Bradley Chubb. Who knows? Von Miller was voted as the AFC Defensive Player of the Year, and we just did Derek Carr, AFC Offensive Player of the Month. That's a year for Von Miller, I apologize, month. Um, so, I mean, that just tells you right there how good the AFC West is. For me, the Broncos, I want to see Teddy still play at a high level for them. And by high level, it's just managing the game. Don't, don't make mistakes. Don't turn the ball over. And if you're a Ravens fan, you got to see something because you got to keep pace with the Bengals and the Browns. I wouldn't worry about the Steelers one damn bit. You got to stay because the AFC is just so loaded. No, so stupid loaded. loaded. There's so much talent in the AFC. There's so many top-tier contenders in the AFC.
0: And Baltimore is very clearly lacking behind, lagging behind. Now, I'm not sure it's their fault. Entries always suck. Yes. But they're, I
1: am really worried about this Ravens team. Yes. I got Broncos. Broncos stay undefeated.
0: Uh, the, yeah. line, the
1: line is one point for Denver, so it's a pick em.
0: I yeah, like moral. Denver.
1: Hmm. <laughs>
0: up until Denver wins by a mysterious half point. Theo Quirk on the rules. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm going to go with Denver. There's a part of me that wants to take uh, Baltimore because they'll try, they'll probably pressure Teddy a lot and really test out that Broncos O-line, probably more so than any of the teams they've faced so far. And I want to see how Teddy responds to that, but they're so banged up in the secondary. I just think that that really deep Broncos core
1: will just go ham. They should. I like the Broncos a lot. Now let's move on to our last top game. Panthers, Cowboys. Did we both like, there's no way we both could have envisioned the Panthers being undefeated. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see it just to who they've played because they've played the Texans and the Jaguars. So that's not Jaguars. My bad. They've played the Texans and the Jets, which is, probably 2-1, and one, but they had a really dominant win over the Saints. I think that's what surprised me. It's their defense has looked really freaking good. But this is their true test. Oh, yes. They and it's a, a hell of a test. T- they faced a weird Saints offense. They faced two rookie QBs. It's time to see if all these exotic pressure packages they're sending are going to do anything against Dak Prescott. And you know what? I really don't think it's going to.
1: Carolina will have a L on their resume after Sunday. I I am really high on the Cowboys. I am telling people, get ready to get on the bandwagon. I'm not a bandwagon Cowboys fan, excuse me, but they are loaded. They're deep at running back. They're deep at receiving core, minus Michael Gallup. They got nice tight ends. Dak Prescott's a top five quarterback. This offense is humming. It's looked good every week. Their defense is average. And without McCaffrey, Carolina's offense fell apart against Houston. We'll see what it looks like Sunday. I think they're going to put too much on Darnold, and that could be a problem. I don't know if he can handle that with this team. He couldn't in New York. So give me Cowboys a fair by four and a half. I think they'll win by two touchdowns at home.
0: Yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to roll in this game, unfortunately. I I really want to see this game with, Christian McCaffrey in it I think that would be a big changer but considering how their offense looked against the Texans defense without McCaffrey I just don't think they're going to be able to keep up with the
1: Cowboys now if the Panthers win this game they have a chance to fight the Buccaneers for that division crown if the Panthers win this
0: game my view on this team will change drastically because right now I think they're kind of a paper tiger they had a surprise game against the Saints and then they've beaten two of what I consider the worst teams in the NFL, especially the Texans without Tyron Taylor. So yep. I just don't think they're that good yet. But if they win this game, hell, if they stay close in this game, my opinions on this Panthers team are going to change quite a lot.
1: Now, I know it was my first time really watching them uh, last Thursday against the Texans. And I know they played a rookie quarterback, but the way their defense flew to the ball was like, eye-popping, and they have to play big against Dallas, but again, playing the top five quarterback compared to maybe the 30th best quarterback in the league, we'll see. It, it, I'm with you. Caffrey plays. It's a more interesting game. I think the Panthers would keep it closer, but give me Dallas. All right, now we're going on to another game that Neil hates to talk about, but Neil, we're going to get out of the way. Tom Brady's going home. Oh, God. You love this game. It's Sunday night football. Tampa Bay against Patriots. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be electric. Tampa's fair by seven. And the Patriots are going to win this game. They are winning this game.
0: No. (laughs) For starters on that one, they're absolutely not. But you know the reason I didn't want to talk about this game? It's the same reason that I hate, let's say, in college basketball, Duke and North Carolina. Oh god. They just it's all everyone freaking talks about the week it happens. There's plenty of other games that are probably better that have better stakes are going to be more well played. It doesn't matter. It's the storyline game. And this week it's the stupid freaking storyline game. There are four of the top head two of the top headlines on ESPN's page right now are about Brady's return prices and then a Whole quote from Brady on breaking up with Pelichek. It's the storyline game. Tom left. Tom won a Super Bowl, and now he's coming back home to the Patriots. How will they react? How will I? Don't care. The bottom line is this: this game is not going to be good. This Patriots team is either still gelling, or they just don't have the talent. They're going up against the Super Bowl winning, probably still one of the best rosters in the NFL, in the Buccaneers, and. The one thing they could exploit, which would be a weak Buccaneers secondary, they don't exactly have the wideouts to do anything about that. They got the quarterback. You've got Mac Jones. Mac Jones got ran off the ball by the
1: Saints last week.
0: What do you think he's going to do against the Buccaneers pass rush?
1: The Patriots are going to play better because Tom Brady is going to be there. Emotion can only get you so far. The Colts did it with Peyton. The Broncos were a way better team when Peyton went back to Indianapolis and the Colts ran him off the field. No, It's going to happen tonight. It's not not tonight, Sunday. It
0: will happen Sunday night. No, I think Brady's going to come in. He's probably got a chip on his shoulder to show him that he can beat Belichick. And I just think the overall talent of this
1: Buccaneers team is going to demolish this Patriots team. Are you going to take the seven-point spread? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, my God. All right. All right, now let's let's go to something that I texted you during the day. I have a bold prediction. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Bold prediction. Now, I think all the teams that are playing on Sunday that do not have a win will have a win after Sunday. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. And we're going to start with one of them, and it's my Indianapolis Colts against the Jacoby percent led Miami dolphins while they wait for Tua to heal up the Miami's fair by two and the Colts are going to win by a lot. They're going to win by two or three touchdowns.
0: Whoa,
1: Nilly! The Colts have way too deep of a roster talent to be Oh, and three, despite all the injuries and the good coaching, they're going to come out swinging. They're going to run the ball a lot. Carson's going to be a little healthier. Miami doesn't have the horses on offense to compete. I know they put up 28 against Las Vegas. Wyoming was a pick six. It was fools gold. Okay. Colts so. by a lot. It, and the only reason I say this, Neil, is because they're 0-3. If they're 1-2 and 2, or 2-1 and 1, or 3-0, this would be an absolutely close game. The Colts are playing for desperation. This team thinks they can go to the Super Bowl. I don't think so. <gasps> I never thought so. I thought they would be a playoff team, depending <clears> on <throat> how Carson Wentz played. But he's actually played fine. <sighs> it's been the rest of the team that's not played good. Oh, God. They thought this would be a Super Bowl team? They, In what world? That's what the nah, – I think every player sets down every team. I think they have the pieces to make a run potentially, depending on how everything's shaped up. But that's too many factors, right? Yeah. That is They're quite- 0-3. They're going to come out swinging. They're desperate. They have to win this game. This is a must-win for the Colts if they want to go to the playoffs. It's an oh, absolute I- must-win. I agree. If they start
0: 0-4, it's probably over. Then they face a Ravens team the next week. It's probably going to be just as hungry. Yep. So I don't view this game the same way as you do, clearly, by my reactions. I think this will be a close, ugly, low-scoring game. The Dolphins' defense is good, I think, still. They had a rough week last week, but that happens sometimes. But they still have Xavier and Howard and the rest of their secondary. They still have uh, Emmanuel Ogba and Andrew Ginkle rushing up front. They, they have a good defense, and so do the Colts. And I think both of these struggling offenses are going to come up against problems <laughs> against superior defensive talent. And honestly, I have more faith in the Dolphins. Are you taking the I Dolphins? Think...
1: Are you changing your
0: pick? I didn't, I never chose Indy. I never said Indy was going to win this game ever. So you're taking I think Miami. It, I'm taking Miami. Oh, I think right no. now the Colts are in a spiral. I don't think they're playing well. I think they're in their heads and I don't think the coaching has been great so far this year.
1: No, and all Miami
0: bad. say what you will outside of that Buffalo, weird Buffalo game where they lost to a, uh, you know, how it takes the air out of a team They looked resilient against the Raiders and they looked good in week one against the patriots i'm taking this miami team i think they have the weapons to punish your secondary and the ways that your team is not equipped to punish the dolphins defense devontae parker is a good receiver jalen waddle's a good receiver mike is a good tight end
1: all right i respect it all right moving on washington atlanta I think Atlanta has to have this game or in Atlanta because Atlanta they just need to tank and get, get Rattler from Oklahoma. Um, Washington needs this win in their division race because Dallas is going to be three and one and they need to go two and two to sustain a game behind Dallas.
0: Here's an interesting thought puzzle for you. Okay. If you think, if by the time Fitzpatrick comes back, okay. if you're Washington and you're sitting, let's
1: say, one and seven, you tank. You absolutely tank for Rattler. Yeah, I'm with you. I already know where you're thinking. You don't have to say a word. I am for it.
0: Because if you're Washington, you have good receivers. You have an okay O-line. You have a good running running back. back, You have a defense which has not performed well this year. So if you're like – I'm going to be quite clear here. This Washington team is not winning
1: this division. No, not not unless Dallas has a horrible rash of injuries. Or they do Dallas things in December. Um,
0: But I just don't think the defense is quite as good this year. And so unless the defense really steps up, I think this is going to be an issue. I don't know. This game is hard because I think I have more faith in the Washington defense than any part of the Falcons. But I thought that last week with the Giants and (laughs) look where that got me. Yeah. And I don't know how good Heineke's doing right now. He's been scuffling. Um You know what? Give me the Falcons to win their second game. Wow. Yeah.
1: I will say this about Heineke. I think he played a really good deep. I think Buffalo has a really good defense this year. They do. They do. We'll get to them in a second, but Oh god, now I'm waffling on this pick. You better um, I need you to be committed. I know this is a hard one. Washington's favored by one. one and a half, so I mean it's it's a pick on. Yeah, that if this anything shows this, this is how hard I think this
0: game is because I think Washington's hurting right now. But you know what? Give me Washington because yeah, the more I think about it, they what they hung twenty some on the Bills last week. Yeah, I mean
1: garbage time. They got a touchdown, but yeah,
0: yeah. Give me, give me Washington. I don't know what I would. Well, <laughs> I'm probably gonna regret this like last week. I was like, you know, the Falcons could do okay against the nah. Nah, they won't do it. And, of course, Washington hopefully won't punt from fourth and three at the 39 while they're down. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to some thoughts on Joe Judge here in a bit, kids. Oh, we're getting there.
1: All right, let's just quickly talk Bills-Texans. Do we need to talk about this game? Because uh, the Bills are fair by 16. No Tyrod Taylor. The Texans' defense is bad.
0: They don't have Tyrod Taylor. And the Bills are finally starting to click. Bills by all of the points. I put Bills by a, a million in
1: here. so
0: Yeah, I don't think they're going to quite meet the million threshold, but the line it. is 16.
1: I, yeah, take I it. Just think I'm still taking it. I st- I, and that's a lot in, in the NFL. You don't see that in the NFL. That's a huge line. Even, even Vegas thinks this is going to be a riot. Riot. All right. Here is my other bold prediction, Neil. As well, it's part of the bold prediction, the Lions-Bears. Bears Bears are fair by three, and the Lions get their first win of the year. See, you
0: say that's bold, but I'm actually with you on this one. The Lions are a well-coached team with some problems on defense, admittedly, that is playing their hearts out every single game and have been in it with two pretty decent teams so far this year, even hung with the Packers for a half. The Bears, on the other hand, I have no faith in Matt Nagy. I have no faith in that offensive line. I have no faith in that offense. Even with Justin Fields out there, I don't think the Bears right now are going to put him in a position to succeed. To me, that says the Lions are winning this game. And I think Matt Nagy's seat gets really, really hot, really,
1: really quick. It goes from like 100 to 500 degrees on the oven after this game.
0: He will be literally sitting on a throat of fire if they lose this game. Because how do you not have a plan to utilize fields? How do you just have him sitting in the pocket trying to do Andy Dalton stuff and just letting him get mulched by the Browns pass rush?
1: Which is really good, by the way.
0: Yeah, if there's one thing that I think might swing this game in the Bears' favor is the Lions are not the same defense that the Browns are. Now, I'm a little worried that last week may have shattered the Bears' offense's problem, but I could very much envision a game where they get their run game going, they let Fields sit back there a little more, and they pick apart a weaker Lions defense. But I just don't see it, and honestly, their defense hasn't been that great either.
1: No. Give me Lions. They will win this game and the Bears are favored by three, so they obviously cover. Yeah, All right. Lions two. Browns, Vikings. And this game is weird. It can be spicy. I I know Cleveland's going to win. They're favored by two, but it can be weird. And I'm here for it.
0: Yeah, I'm with you, mostly because I don't the Vikings are as we've stated many times before on this pod, just an indistinguishable nightmare of a team where I never know what version of them is going to show up. Are they going to lose to the Bengals week one? You know they are. Are they going to almost beat the Cardinals and then beat the uh, Seahawks in week three? Oh, you bet your ass they are. <laughs> so I could very much see the Vikings hanging in this one. But strikingly, this game strikes me as the sort of big game that the Vikings continually fall flat on their face with. So I'm going to take the Browns in this game because they just won. They're just the better team overall. And two, even if the Vikings have one of their weird, we're good games,
1: they're still going to fall absolutely flat in their face because this is an important game. Yeah, and the Browns, like the Ravens, need to keep pace in their division. Like the Steelers or whatever, but the Bengals browns and ravens can all win that division this year so you mean the browns can win that division this year you are really sold
0: on a Bengals division title but i am not here with you for that one the browns are still the best team of this division by a long way
1: no they are they are they are but it's young in the season we're not we're almost quarter way through all right let's keep going with the josh bold prediction train and as the Giants, saints in new orleans the first game back in new orleans since hurricane ida Uh, saints are fair by seven and a half and i'm taking the giants to get their first win so talk me through it because
0: okay first
1: one what two no i don't trust the saints offense one damn bit i just don't i i don't trust Jameis to be their quarterback of the future anymore i i liked it in week one and in week two happened i was like oh god in week three it wasn't better but it wasn't worse can't get much worse than week two. Their defense is really good. Hold on, I, stop, stop.
0: What do you mean week two was week three wasn't
1: better than week two? No, I please I, no, no. Explain yourself. No, no, no. It, I I probably said it wrong. Week two or week three was better than week two, but it wasn't. It wasn't that good. Like it just sure? didn't. It just it was meh to me. So the Giants will feature Saquon Barkley a lot more and a fucking better. That's all I got to say about that. And this make Daniel Jones life a little easier and the defense will keep them in the game. They'll get a late field goal and they'll get their first win of the season and saints fans will be pissed off.
0: Yeah. See, I I can't go along with that. I just, I think what happened in week two is something that's going to be hard to repeat for a lot of teams. The Panthers got pretty constant pressure. They completely shut down Alvin Kamara and the short passing game slash running game. And it made it so it put a lot on Jameis' shoulders. I do not think that this Giants defense is equipped to do that in in any capacity. This team couldn't keep freaking Taylor Heineke down. So I think they're just going to get Alvin Kamara involved. They're going to do short passes to Kamara, runs with Kamara. They're just going to force it down their throat and let Jameis sit back there and not have to force everything. Okay. I just don't think this Giants defense can do the sort of things that you need to really disrupt this Saints
1: offense. That's fair. The Giants it's also should just be 2-1. Right. The Giants should be 2-1 and one right now as well. Offsides penalty, cost them a game, and then they should have beat the Falcons at home. Okay. As that.
0: So you're right. One offsides, and you probably have one win on the board but they just lost to the Falcons. There was no really key plays in there that weren't entirely self-inflicted. They just lost to a terrible Falcons team. I don't know if this team just has it this year. I think this is going to be the end
1: for Joe Judge because this team, they just look lifeless. He also doesn't believe in analytics, which is a problem for my case of them winning, but the full quote is a little better to him, but... It's also still extremely
0: dismissive of using analytics, and the idea that Bill Gates somehow isn't "quote unquote" killing it is really, dude. <laughs> like, what? Not What's your, What are you doing? I just judge has got to go. Gettleman's got to go. Everyone who is involved with this team needs to just be fired instantly. Now that I say that, of course they're going to go on like an eight-game winning streak because they're the Giants and they exist to infuriate everyone. But
1: I don't know, man. And the other team that plays in New Jersey but has New York in their name, the Jets, will host the Titans, who are seven point favorites in New York. The Jets will get their first win because I don't trust the Titans. And guess what? AJ Brown, Julio are hurt and they may not play Sunday. Your hatred of the Titans clouds your judgment, Joshua. Nope. I You're believe not it cloud the game. offensive line cannot play any worse than they did or they have this year. They will play better. They will give Zach Wilson time, and he is going to murder that defense. It is not good. Ryan Tannehill is a fraud of a passer. He They only beat the Colts because of A, injuries to the Colts, and B, Ryan Tannehill scrambling instead of throwing. He has too many weapons to be this bad, and that's going to kill the Titans. They're going to go 2-2, two and two, and the Jets get their first win.
0: Yeah, so that was a lovely little fantasy you just spun there. Let me tell you how this game is actually going to go down. The Titans' pass rush is going to look a lot better against a Jets O line, which is just god awful. I don't know if playing better is an option, especially with uh, Mckay Beckton out. I think it's just a collection of bad players, and they're gonna get they're gonna get pressure even with a suspect Titans defense. And then on the offensive side, who cares who Tannehill can throw to? Do you think that? Jets D is stopping Derrick Henry. What has shown you that they are going to be able to stop Derrick Henry? I think the Titans roll in this game. I think they just hand the ball off to Henry, pound it down the Jets' throat, and then the Jets' offense scuffles because, frankly, they can't run, they can't block. All they can do is really pass the ball. They haven't shown that very well yet either.
1: That's fair. That's fair. But Jets are going to get the first. Play. It's right. We'll see. We'll see how Sunday plays. We'll see. All right. Chiefs-Eagles, your Chiefs need this win. It is not a must win, but they need this win, and they will get it. They're fair by seven. They will not turn the ball over. That's a key stat. They will not have a turnover. I don't know. I said that last week, and, oh, boy, was I disappointed. Chargers' defense is better than the Eagles' defense. Yes. Yes, they are. But
0: yeah i think the chiefs are gonna bounce back it's been a rough two weeks for them of just self-inflicted misery um i hope willie gay comes back they're kind of being kind of cagey on that one within the chiefs camp but i think he should help a let's just say lackluster linebacker core which probably the least worrisome part of the chiefs defense at this point but you know it can't hurt but yeah, yeah, I think the Chiefs bounce back and actually play this week. I think they're going to protect the ball better. I think the defense will finally just be fed up with being terrible and take it out on a Eagles team which has shown improvement but
1: still isn't great. And the Eagles need to run the ball a lot. You can't you got too much talent in Miles Sanders to not give him the ball more. I think they're going to look at the Ravens playbook and just go, oh, "We'll do that." They should.
0: I don't want to blame them if they did, because oh boy, the Chiefs and the edge
1: run are still a question. Yeah, it's a tragedy in promotion. All right, Seahawks Niners. I put this as a must win for Seattle, but now I think about it more. I think both teams need this game desperately because of the Cardinals Rams playing each other. This is a big game for both teams. Like Both teams lost last week. Seattle should be 2-1, and one, but they choked against the Titans in week two. This is a really big game for both teams
0: yeah seattle needs to come out and show some fire after allowing two double digit comebacks in two separate games which oh god um their defense needs to show a little bit more against a niners offense which is mm, okay you can get it's pressure on garoppolo and he will make some bad decisions uh i'm surprised we didn't see trey more last week for the niners by the way i know it's kind of off topic but the Packers could not defend the run at all. Why not get your really fast running guy and try and get him to the edge? That didn't make sense to me. I don't know why they didn't show him more. They did in that touchdown drive they got. They showed him once. The one play I could think of was that touchdown. Run. Yeah, that was it. And that's it. Why not do more of that? The Packers are like the Chiefs. They cannot defend the run to the edge. Right. But anyway, that's really beside the point. We can talk about quarterback usage. Seattle's offense needs to put together a full 60 minutes of playing because they haven't done that since week one. Right.
1: Thanks Colts. Yeah. You're welcome.
0: Yeah. I, this Seattle team, I had actually had pretty high hopes for, I thought, Nick. I thought, uh, Oh God, I can't remember who they brought over, but the coordinator they brought over from LA was going to unlock for short game and the deep ball, the Tyler Lockett is still there. And it, that wasn't really their whole offense, but they've just, Shut down in the second half of the last couple of weeks. They That's don't really finish concerning. games.
1: They just don't finish games. It's frustrating to watch. If you're a Seattle fan, you gotta be pissed. Yeah, they they're just not finishing and
0: Honestly, I think the Niners win this game. Although I think it will be tight because as previously discussed, the Niners have no secondary, but they still almost won last week. And I think they'll do it
1: again this week. I'm gonna go opposite of me. I got them with the 49ers. All right. All right. All right this the, is a t- with, this is a really tight game to me. Yeah, I got Seattle. Uh, I just I just think now if Tyler Lockett doesn't play and I can't change my pick if that happens, I think that's gonna really kill Seattle and San Francisco win. I think Lockett plays, I think it helps. I, I think they just finished the game. They must f- play the full 60. Don't play 30, don't play 45, play 60. It's that simple for Seattle. That's all they gotta do. If they do that, they're three and zero. So pretty much, last game, Neil. And uh oh god, I. You want to talk about two of the worst fan bases? Sorry, I don't mean that in a negative way, but it's just the <laughs> damn fucking truth. Steve, I'm not gonna passion. say a word. Chiefs fans were brawling in
0: the stands last week. Remember <sighs> when I once told you about me getting in a fight at a Chiefs game? Yeah, that that video is what I think would happen. Oh, no. I, I, I'm not a very combative person. So like, I actually don't think I'd get in a fight with an opposing fan and be like, oh, your team sucks. Oh, your team sucks. I am move on. What I get in a fight with was with the Chiefs fan. <laughs> for, for some reason. You can just not talk to
1: those guys sometimes, so I'm, I'm just going to sit over here in my corner and not comment on other fan bases. Steelers-Packers, uh, legendary franchises, passionate fan bases, even though they're annoying as hell. Uh, Packers are fair by 6.5, and, and you can count that in the book. They are going to cover because Pittsburgh has issues. We've said it all off season, and three weeks into the season, now going into week four, I just – it sucks for Big Ben. He's had a Hall of Fame career. He's a shit human being. They had a great career, but they're just – they're not good offensively. Green Bay is rolling on offense again. So give me the Packers at home.
0: I think this game could be closer than you think it is. The Steelers mm. – not sorry. The Steelers – I'll stick with that. The Steelers have a really good pass rush, and early that Saints game showed that if you get pressure consistently enough – it's going to be a problem for this Packers team and the Packers defense just simply isn't that good, but I just have so little faith in the Steelers offense that I don't think it will matter. I I think the Packers will win this game. I think the Steelers will cover actually. I think this might be a tight game. Oh, I think this might be a tight game simply because the Steelers pass rush, especially with TJ Watt getting healthier. But I still think the Packers win just because they have
1: more firepower. I, I don't even think it's firepower. I think Pittsburgh matches the the playmakers with their receiving core and running back and Najee Harris. It's the offensive line quarterback that I don't trust that can be a part of firepower like your quarterback's a big part of your firepower well i understand that but as far as playmakers like just take out the quarterback right yeah juju and chase claypool are nice but they are not devontae adams no but they're better they pittsburgh's two through pittsburgh's two through five is better than what the packers roll out yeah i yeah you're probably right but
0: or maybe three she,
1: through six, because I could probably take Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, top two. And then I take Pittsburgh's talent. But I, I just, their offensive line's too bad. And then you can't utilize your weapons. That's
0: that's basically it. They don't have time. Big Ben's arm strength isn't there anymore, despite the fact that Steelers fans sending comments have been throwing like 120 yard pass. Anyone ever says that, like, say so it's good. It's like, no, it's not. I have watched the rest of that game, idiot. Yeah. But, Yeah, I just, oh, this this Saints Saints team, wow, brain. The Steelers team is not good. And part of me is actually a little worried that they're going to truly, I don't think they will. I think the defense is too good for this. They will truly crater and get a quarterback. And that's a dark timeline. (laughs) I'm sorry. I grew up in the 2000s where the Steelers were good every single year. And just frankly, just an annoying football team. I am ready for them to be bad for a bit. Dark
1: timeline. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I I'm with you. I think if they got like Spencer Rattler or they got um a nice young QB like uh, Daniel Jones question mark with a good offensive line, they they would be scary. But I don't know, man. It's tough. It's tough. Um, Neil, what is one thing you're looking for as we watch all these games?
0: Uh, I think the big one to me is the, hmm, that's a good question. I want to see consistency for more teams. I feel like a lot of them, bar the Rams, have been really up and down so far this season. And I just want to see more consistency out of a lot of these teams, just so I can kind of really
1: crystallize who they are. And that's what I'm looking for, too. But more, I think we'll get answers to who everybody is. And who knows? Maybe we just don't. It's an anarchy week, and we wash our hands clean from the Maybe the Texans beat the Bills, and we just all drive into the sea. Can we please not have that happen? I picked them for my survivor work pool. I picked the Bills. Well, if they lose, then you just hear a really bad beat. Oh, my God. But... Yes, I'm looking for consistency. I'm looking for answers from the top teams, from the bottom teams, everybody, because we'll be a quarter. Of the, well, we'll be unofficial quarter of the way through the season, even though there's 17 weeks this year instead of 16. So that's where I'm at. I also want to know if any of these teams who have one win or zero wins, uh, if if they can be good enough to get make a playoff run like the Colts or um, what's another one win team, the Vikings, the, um, the Eagles, the Seahawks, what are they going to provide? What is Denver going to provide for us? What it's just, it's a fascinating week. Mm -hmm. I think it's a week to learn a lot about these teams. All right. Perfect. All right, everybody have a great day. You can also reminder. We're on most podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. you can find us on Twitter on TTSF underscore podcast. And you can find Neil and I as well on Twitter. Everybody enjoy week four. The leaves are changing. It's getting a little cooler. feels like fall. Enjoy it. Get some sun. Eat some good food. Drink some good beer. And overall, have a great day.